Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio, bundled up and warm. So, Chiefs need help on defense and anywhere. D-backs, front line, rushers, linebackers, take your pick. They could use the help. Now, there's a rumor kind of swirling around that they might go after Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. Definitely could help, especially with Hitchens um, down right now. I know Nick Bolton is having probably one of the best rookie seasons a linebacker's had in a while. Um, he's he's killing it for the Chiefs, and props to him for that. But they still could use some help, and you think this is a good move? You think they're going to do it? I do not. I think they may do it, but I don't think it's a great move at all. I'll tell you why. First of all, Hitchens may be out for quite some time. He's certainly not going to play Monday night. He still has the elbow injury, and it's probably a nerve injury. And anybody who's ever cracked the nerve in your elbow knows that that, that is not pleasant at all. And that's what's uh, afflicting uh, Anthony Hitchens, and he's the guy who calls the defensive signals. Okay, here's Melvin Ingram. He is with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's interesting is the Chiefs went after him as a free agent. At least they courted him, had him in camp and all that sort of thing, and did not sign him. He instead signed with Pittsburgh. Guy's 32 years old with the Chargers for so many years, star player, but he's lost a step, lost a step or two, has not been particularly effective with Pittsburgh. I think they'd be willing to salary dump the guy. I just don't think that would be a, a big help. for. It's not going to hurt, but I don't think it would be a great help. It's not what the Chiefs are looking for. They're looking for some kind of young spark in there to really get them going. I, we've said it from right from the get-go. Chris Jones out of position. He belongs on the other side of the line, and he is just more accustomed to playing there. He's very ineffective where he is right now at this position. I don't know why they changed him, what they thought was going to happen, but that's one of the keys. Jones can still play. Although he's been slowed now, he has a groin injury. Frank Clark, you never know what you're going to get out of him. These guys, they need some help. Now, having said all that, I do think they're going to win on Monday night. The New York Giants, come on, they're not in the same ballpark with Kansas City. But by the same token, there are if they go after Ingram, they're grasping at straws. They've got to come up with something, a haul together different plan. They do have athletes on their team who can play. You've got to get them structured into playing the right sequence of, of football, and they're not at the moment. Um, Mahomes was on uh, Rich's show from NFL Network earlier this week, and they were talking about that, and, and it, he, it all comes down to educa- execution. He, he said it himself. We got the talent. It's execution. And that's just that's and that's both sides of the ball. That's every player. It's like John John McKay of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the seventies. What do you think about your team's execution? Yes, I'd be in favor of that. <laughs> I'd like to see some. Oh my god! Uh, you know, you know, the NFL is actually making us look like chumps because we used to talk so much trash about the uh, Thursday night schedule, and oh my god, these games suck. But you know what? This season, bud. Almost every week, it's been even the ones that we thought were going to be dumpers were great games. Tonight, you couldn't have asked for a better way to kick off this week at the NFL. You've got a team that's undefeated going against a team that's only lost one game. Who'd you put your chocolate chips on? I put them on the pack because I think the Cardinals are are ready to come down, come back to earth, which is not to say that they're a bad team. They're not. They're a very, very good team. And uh, they they can play. They're quick. They, They are Quarterback so well. Uh, I I'm, I just think, though, the time has come for them. 
uh, to uh, taste the defeat somewhere along the line. And a, a midseason defeat like this, they are 7-0, and and they're playing very well. And the Packers, who are a future opponent for the Chiefs, uh, also are quite a capable football team. Aaron Rodgers can do an awful lot of things. But by the same token, I do think Green Bay goes in and probably squeezes out a victory tonight. You know, I said the other day that I'm not really in favor of these Thursday night games, and I'm really still not. But Danon Hughes, who is on the broadcast team of the Chiefs and is on this station every week, did say the other day in an interview we were doing with him that he says it's, it's not that big a deal because it's only once, and then they get a break after that. So the players are accustomed to it. They, they can handle that sort of thing. I still wonder whether or not they can because 17 games, number one, and then to have some on Thursday night with a quick break or a very short break and then quick long break in between uh, – I don't know. I don't know whether it's a good thing, but he said it's it's not all that big a deal. It does change the rhythm of things, though, it does. because Absolutely you, you, especially does. you you want that extra day, you or you play Monday, and then you've got a short week, and it does change things. They can say they're professionals all day, but it doesn't. They're, they're sports. There's a rhythm to it, man. There's a rhythm to all of it. Um, and if it <laughs> gets you out of rhythm, sometimes bad things happen. But Chiefs needed an extra day off, and I'm glad they got it this week, especially after last Sunday. Uh, let's flip to baseball. It was 26 years ago today. Atlanta shut down Cleveland, one to nothing. They won. I can't believe it. We're so now we've pushed the season so far back. We were ending the series at this point in 1995, but uh, it was definitely history in the making. Wasn't it, it absolutely was when the Atlanta Braves beat the Cleveland Indians one to nothing. Why was it history? Because the Atlanta Braves, with that victory, became the first and still only Major League Baseball team ever to win three World Series in three different cities. Can you name them, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Why you got to do that to me, man? That's all right. No, no. I'll tell you what they are. Of course, before Atlanta, they were in Milwaukee. And, of course, they won World Series in Milwaukee as the Milwaukee Braves. Prior to that, they were in Boston. That's yeah, they I was going to say Boston. Boston. Braves. Yeah. So they won in '48 in Boston. Yep. Won in the '50s in Milwaukee, and then in the '90s in Atlanta. The only team ever to do that. Well, they they definitely have a storied history. It's funny when the Braves have to do a throwback jerseys. It's like which throwback? We go in Milwaukee. <laughs> we go in Boston. Be fitting if the Braves could have got a win because of, you know, the historic win in 95, blah, 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 blah. But Game 2 didn't go their way. No, it did not. The Houston Astros, Mike, they're very, very good baseball team, which is not to denigrate Atlanta. Atlanta is too. But in my opinion, player for player, the Astros are the better ball club and showed it last night. Now you have Jose Altuve, who's an old pro. He played down here in the Texas League with the Corpus Christi Hooks. He's one of the star players on the Astros. Hit a double in the first inning, and a home run in the seventh. Great. That's not how they won the game. They did it with small ball, and this old reporter loves it. It was a four-run second inning, and of the four runs, five singles. Base hit here, base hit there, hitting against the shift, getting using their speed. They have a rookie on their team named Jose Siri, S-I-R-I, very much the same as the Google phone or hey Siri, what yeah, are we no, doing? that's Apple. What's <laughs> oh, Apple? Yeah, it's Apple. Apple. Uh, anyway, this guy Jose Siri, he's very quick. Came up with the team uh, from the minor leagues in September. He scored on a an errant play by Atlanta, which was most unusual. Bad throw to third base. Anyway, four runs in the second inning, all on five singles and some misplays. 
And that really was the catalyst to a 7-2 victory for the Houston Astros. So that series is now tied at one game apiece. Jose Urcudi, who is the Mexican pitcher who got the start last night, pitched very well. Five innings, and then the Astros' bullpen came in and finished it off. But it's a tie series now, one game apiece. Next three games, and there certainly will be three more games, since it's a 1-1 series, best of seven, will be in Atlanta. And then, if necessary, the final two come back to Houston again at Minute Maid Park. But, yeah, we're all tied up now at 1-1. So you're telling me you went to bed after the third inning last night. I saw very very little of the game because uh, we had an event last night. Yeah. it was uh, quite memorable. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we'll get the next one in Atlanta. Um, so you mentioned this yesterday. The uh, Jury Lady Panthers have a uh, uh, tournament to kick off the season in Texas. And uh, I, is, did I hear that right? They got an early morning tip-off? They do. Tomorrow morning they will uh, start the season down in Canyon, Texas. That's the locale of West Texas A&M, which is one of the better women's teams in the country. This is a great tournament for Drury in which to open up. They'll play the they'll play Southwestern Oklahoma, another very good team. They'll play them late tomorrow morning. Then they'll play the hostess team Saturday afternoon, early in the afternoon, and then come back to play the final game in this three-game uh, tournament on Sunday, late Sunday morning. And that final team is Central Missouri from Warrensburg, who was in the Final Four mm-hmm. last year. It was almost a Drury versus Central Missouri national title game. Didn't turn out to be that way, but... Almost happened. Anyway, the Lady Panthers will play the Central Missouri State Jennies. That's what they call their team. Not the Lady Mules or anything like that. They're the Jennies, and they are very good. So this is a great way for Drury. A, a Drury's better than most of these other teams. They're practically, if not, number one in the country. And uh, that'll be a good test. Those early morning tip-offs always blow my mind. <laughs> these kids, you know, that are used to staying up till 2 or 3 in the morning having to get up and go play ball at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's kind of like me having to wake up at 4. Um, you're not really awake until about 9. Um, we've got the uh, district playoffs in high school football kicking off tomorrow, and there's some uh, pretty heated action there as well. There really are some very, very, very good games. And these are, I'm glad you mentioned that, this is game number 10 on the schedule. All the teams are playing. This is the start of the state mm-hmm. playoffs. Everybody plays. Half of them finish the season tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the last game for a lot. The way it works, I'm not laughing out of humor. It's just the way it is. If every team's going to play, half of them will lose tomorrow night, and half of them will have their season ending tomorrow night because it's win and go on, one and done for uh, many of them. Some really big matchups. One of the big ones we're concentrating on is Nixa. Nixa has a terrific team. They are playing Lee's Summit West, and that's the team they played in the state quarterfinals mm-hmm. last year and beat. And uh, Nixa, Lee's Summit West team will come down here to Christian County for the second time in a year, and they'll uh, they'll have revenge on their mind. Can they get it done? Well, we'll find out. Well, hopefully they can and uh, bring us some glory locally. Ned, you have a wonderful Thursday. and Stay warm, my man.